Good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, The After Show. I'm your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan, and today is episode 8, and today we're going to talk about how to control your words. I think this is very important. And FYI, if you hear a dishwasher in the background, it is my dishwasher. So, I am home, still kind of sick, getting better slowly but surely, and actually quickly things are going better now, but I'm just making sure to keep my house clean. So that's always a good thing to do and disinfect things. But anyway, do pardon uh, my dishwasher in the background because it is an outdated dishwasher and it is a little loud. So we're going to move right along with this lovely episode, but again, this is episode 8 and we're going to talk about how to control your words. Okay, so one of the best ways to control your words in any situation is to learn new words. And what I mean by that is getting an old-fashioned dictionary, not these newer ones that are written so horrible. Um I think it's very unfortunate that there are so many bad dictionaries out there and they're more modern. So if you want a really good dictionary, you need to get a dictionary that's like 1972 and back, like old school. Like they they say it like it is in these dictionaries and they They have a wonderful way of describing what a word means where it's like more modern day, I would say dictionaries are watered down and you know I read them I'm going I have no idea what I just read and I actually know what this word means. It's kind of like that is not a good thing to have to have a bad dictionary because you know our kids are being raised on words that it's murky. And one of the reasons why there's so many words that are murky these days is because the liberal left is trying to change what words mean. They're trying to make it so that things are fluid. Things are not fluid. The only thing that is fluid is water or a liquid. Everything else is very definitive. And even the word water is very specific on what that definition is. So it's one of those things that it's better to know exactly what you're saying. It's better to know exactly what words to use. And so what I used to do way back in the day, because I love dictionaries, I love thesauruses, I love encyclopedias. And you know, number one, I love my Bible. But in terms of things outside of the bible i really love dictionaries and encyclopedias because knowledge is power and i think that people really need to be aware of what they're saying and what they're speaking and that they understand the words that they are using you know, it's kind of like whenever someone talks way too much and you know they're just regurgitating whatever they heard online or whatever they heard on the news and it's like okay are those really your words or are they somebody else's words You know, it's one thing to be retelling a story or something like that and letting someone know something that happened, but it's also more important to recognize that your thoughts belong to you. So being that your thoughts belong to you, your words also belong to you. So it's important that whenever you're researching something or maybe, you know, you're just having an everyday conversation with someone, make sure that you say what you mean and you mean what you say. And one of the best ways to do that is to know exactly what words to use. And sometimes you kind of have to plan this in advance. You're probably thinking, "I have to plan this." Well, if you're smart, yes. If you're wise, yes. If you want to be even more intelligent, yes. If you want to be in control of your life, yes, very much so. Because it's easy to just shoot the breeze and not really discuss anything important and not really accomplish anything. It's totally, it's totally something different. You know, like when you go into a business meeting or you meet someone new and they're impressed with you, and maybe you are impressed with them. Like ignorance is not impressive, right? It's actually not a good thing. You know that that cliche ignorance is bliss. Yeah, to a certain extent until you get one up or you get shown up. And no one likes those two things, right? So one of the best things to do to control your words is to learn new words. Uh one thing that I used to do all the time is I used to memorize and learn 10 new words a week. 
and I would write them out and I would write out the definition because you really need to put pen to paper with this, not just type it out, not just read it, but actually write it out because, you know, whenever you write something down, it really cements it into your brain as opposed to just fleeting information, right? Like for example, I can read all day and all night online, you know, just, you know, numerous articles. But unless I actually write down, you know, bullet points of what I actually liked about them or what I did not like about it, you know, unless I write it out, I'm really not going to have a clear understanding or maybe I'm not really going to remember really key points of the article or what I read or what I was really impressed with. Now, I'm not saying that, that you don't have a good memory, not by any means, but you know, it's kind of like what I've talked about in my other podcast, The Endurance of Labor Laws. Um, I talked about the teachers union and how the teachers unions they are ruining our educational system within the public schools. And I know this from speaking to a teacher. One of the things that she told me, she's a music teacher. She said that less and less kids are being taught first of all cursive handwriting and that's very terrible and I said, "Why?" And she said, "Well, cursive writing really helps the brain to grow and it it encourages the right side of the brain to talk to the left side of the brain like you build new neurological connections." And so that's that eye hand coordination and also uh reading and writing but writing print and cursive actually helps athletes as well because you are increasing eye hand coordination you know without even passing a ball or dribbling a ball or kicking a ball but the brain is not just something that is for lifting weights right because it's an organ and and things of that nature because it's not a muscle but you do have muscle memory So that's why these things are important. So she also said that one of the things that has really hindered kids is that they're not learning an instrument at all. I was like, "Well, what do you mean?" And she said, "Well, you know, there are students that are really good at music, but those that are not good at music, they are the ones that should really learn music as well because whatever is difficult for a student, that's an opportunity for them to learn something new and to increase the muscle memory of their brain, even if they don't like music, even if they will never technically use it. or they will never be in a band or sing or something like that the skill sets that they learn especially during those i would say the formation years of a child's life the brain is quickly and rapidly learning and building cells right so you're learning eye hand coordination they're learning language they're learning the alphabet they're learning all these things right well that's when you really want them to learn all these things and music is one of them so what she's noticed is that whenever kids are not learning an instrument like say for example playing the recorder like that kind of funky plastic flute thing or whatever that doesn't sound very pretty but it actually helps with eye hand coordination also when these kids are taught how to read music their reading and their their comprehension skills increase on testing so whatever is being taught in music class very much helps them in english science math all these different things like all these subjects are connected especially when you're teaching children because the brain is growing it's learning it's building muscle memory so that's why if you want to have really good words really good speech you need to learn 10 new words a week not like you know be meticulous about but make it fun like You know, and even look up words that maybe you you thought you knew what it meant, but write down all the definitions of it. You know, there are so many words that have multiple definitions, and so you know that increases your vocabulary. It also increases your language speaking skills, and that's really good. So that way, you know, you you have a more clear and definitive way of speaking and correlating to other people. Also, I learned real quick. that the more words i know the more educated i am and the better i am at at any job basically and plus it impresses your employer 
And also, it really helps with, I would say it also helps with dating. You know, I've met a lot of idiots on dates, but you know, what's interesting is that even if someone, you know, doesn't do my hobbies of learning new words, it's like you actually get to learn from each other anyway. Remind you, I don't like a dull conversation, but here's the thing. People that have a dull conversation or a dull personality, they learn things from you. And that's a really good thing because you actually get to share your knowledge. And so it helps other people as well. So, you know, it's like one of those things. I remember going out with a guy like years ago and he was born and raised in a farming family and I mean, we really did not correlate in hardly anything, but I learned a lot from him about farming. A lot. I learned so much about soil, the ground, cattle, tractors, all these things, and he knew a lot of big words that I had no idea what he was talking about. So here's the thing. Ignorance is not bliss. So it's one of those things that it's important to learn from other people. And I'm not saying necessarily ex- extract that data, but it's important to realize that we all have something to share. But if you're not growing every day in your life and you're just trying to learn something new or do something new, you know, like for example, let's say you don't like learning new words or whatever, which I would beg to differ on that because you know like you may think you don't want to learn new words, but guess what? If you were to travel to Europe, what's the first thing you want to do? You want to learn some really cool cool words, right? Because you want to know the language. Well, you have to have muscle memory and you have to have a brain to do that. So say for example, you go to Italy or France. Well, you want to be able to read the menu and you want to be able to talk to Italians or French people and make it fun, right? So it it's the exact same thing in everyday life when you're learning new words, make it fun. So say for example, you don't want to do the whole dictionary route, which I think you should, everybody should. You know, for example, instead of like taking just a a aerobics class, switch it up and take a bicycling class. You know, not only will you meet new people, but you will do something different with your body. And so that's really healthy for you. So you may not necessarily be reading from a dictionary or things like that. You're doing something new that your body was not doing before or maybe it had not done in a long time. So it's one of those things, it's important to increase your eye-hand coordination all the days of your life. It will prevent strokes. It will keep you healthy. It prevents dementia, uh, prevents dementia, Alzheimer's, all these things. So it's really important to keep your brain healthy. Another thing you can do, if you don't want to do the dictionary route, which again I think you should, do like crossword puzzles or word searches. Just do it like for like two or five minutes a day. Or that other one, I think it's called Sudoku or Sudoku. I can't remember how to pronounce it. That one really helped my brain. And it was so hard when initially I was doing it. It was very frustrating. But the more I did it, you know, it was really cool. I went from only being able to do the e- the easy ones if that to doing the medium ones to doing the really hard ones. And so it's really cool when you see how you develop new skill sets and you get smarter every day. So that helps you to control your words. And here's the thing, when you control your words, when you control your words, you control your life. That's the biggest thing there. Like you are you are completely in control of your life and this is a great way to practice self-reliance. Self-reliance is a great tool to have. That doesn't mean that you push people away or that, you know, you're always going to be single and marriage is bad. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying that for you as an individual, self-reliance actually makes you very courageous, it makes you very strong, and makes you very stable. Those three traits that just mentioned are great to have whether you are single, dating, engaged or married, whether you have a low-paying job or a high-paying job. Because when you have those skill sets, you will go from having a low-paying job 
to typically a high paying job. If you have a high paying job, you will keep your high paying job because you have those skill sets to be able to handle things because whenever people are not self-reliant, they tend to be very unstable, unfortunately. And so it's one of those things doing these little things every day or once a week, I would do it, you know, once a day myself. Whenever you do these things to grow into who God wants you to be, you have a better life. That doesn't mean that hardships won't happen, but whenever hardships do happen, you, you know, it will be a whole lot easier to hand, to handle those things and to navigate it. Whereas, you know, if you're not self-reliant and if you're unstable, it makes it very difficult to have a normal, I would say, functioning life. It makes it very hard to have normal emotions and to control your emotions and to control your feelings. Because whenever you control your words, you control your own behavior. So it's better to control your own behavior as opposed to messing up or screwing up, and then somebody else has to control your behavior by punishing you or correcting you, right? So this is why words matter and why we should all control our words. And so I think it's a really great tool to have because it will definitely bless you. But I will go ahead and end this podcast. But as usual, until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy, and whole. That you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. God bless and bye bye.